Welcome to The Winner's Edit, a survivor storyline and editing podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm your secondary host, Daniel. Well, you're not, like, secondary to me. Like I am your are... second host, correction. I am the <laughs> second host. Okay, we are doing episode five of The Winner's Edit. It is about episode five of Survivor Ghost Island, A Diamond in the Rough. Do you know, without looking, who said this? Do you remember? Yeah, it was... 100%. It was Chris Noble in his <laughs> rap. Um, I, I feel like everyone should know that Chris Noble said a diamond in the rough. Um, I, I loved Chris this episode. This was such a wonderful Chris-centric episode, <laughs> and it was just wonderful. He's such a good character. Um, that rap was incredible. Yeah, we'll have a lot to say about Chris, but yeah, I really like him as a character. I'm glad what we said preseason has not come true. Oh well, yeah, we were so there's, wrong. Like, There's hints of it, but it's not like a villainous edit by any means. I don't you know absolutely like every now and then you get the whole like who wants the and like in this episode like uh does anyone want the chocolate pastries i want the chocolate pastries but like i'll share if uh, anyone wants like every week we get these like little cartoonish moments but then also these like human actual captivating character moments so he's like this wonderful two-in-one character and it's great yep otherwise the episode was a lot of character moments it was pretty much all character moments. Yeah, absolutely. Like, online, I've been seeing this episode be billed very differently than most episodes. Like, like notably, Stephen Fishback in his People blog talks a lot about how uh, this was, like, a, a departure to how the episode would normally be edited. And I, I think that's true. And I think we're seeing that a lot in this season in general. But especially this episode, we weren't really given a decoy boot. We weren't really given an op- like, could there be a flip? It was very, like, a sad, like, melancholy episode where our underdogs were losing and we knew it and we knew there was no hope for them. It was just, like, tearing you apart as a viewer. For me, I found it pretty captivating. Uh, it wasn't the most exciting, but I don't think Survivor has to be exciting, and I would rather them tell me the truth of what's going on than lie to me. Yeah, I don't think stri- Survivor has to be strategically extra- or exciting. Like, it was still very exciting to be like, oh, which of these three is going home? And it was nice that they played out the different pros and cons for each. But yeah, yeah, I've seen it's been pretty divisive. Some people really like it. Some people just don't like it. And yeah, like, the thing that, like, I, I get, like, why it's not the most captivating television for some people but really like what are the given what's happening in this season on the beach i don't know how you edit this in a more captivating way personally because ultimately that's what has what's happening is the underdogs are losing the heroes are losing in this story the heroes don't win and i think it's interesting that that's the way they're presenting it to us that the villains are winning the big complainers who are whiny and aren't grateful of their position, are stomping over the people who view uh, Survivor as a wonderful experience. It's it's like the people who, are, who, it's like a difference in philosophy is winning, but the one that people normally associate with Survivor winners is losing. Yeah, I think, I think that is sort of, you could present that differently. Like you can always say Michael, Stephanie, Jenna are bad people. And like, if not claim that the Navidi five are good people, like don't hide or don't show that they're bad people. No, absolutely. Right. Like they have like infinite hours of content, not actually infinite, but pretty close. Right. Bradley is probably not complaining 97% of the time. (laughs) They're probably not laughing and scheming about the downfall of, the characters that they've built up 
they didn't have to build them up as rootable underdogs. Like, all these things mean something for the future of the yeah. season. And I do think this is probably a fairly genuine take on what's happening. Obviously, under the lens of Malolo are the underdogs, the rootable underdogs that you're supposed to like. And Nvidia are the big bad bullies you're not supposed to like. So I feel like to that story, it's the most genuine. But yeah, like, they could absolutely be like, we just, we're best friends. Like, it could easily be like a, like a Bion Strong edit where it's like, we love each other so much and that's why we're going to stick together instead of like, mm-hmm. like, we're not even really shown Bradley and Kellen and Desiree and everything. We're not showing them communicating to each other and bonding. We're just showing them, like, laughing at the people who are losing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just a part of Edgic, is, like, looking at what you're shown and sort of taking into account how it has to be shown or doesn't need to be. And yes, I would agree. Like, why. The fundamental question of Edgic is, why are we being shown and how could it be shown differently? And would that be more interesting television, et cetera, et cetera? Like, and factoring that into how you view the current story, I feel like, like, you do that like calculation of like how could this be shown how is it being shown etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you're like oh that, so they're un- unfavorably showing somebody positively or negatively etc yeah um did you like this episode uh i think so it's like not remarkable really by any means i mean it is really devastating to see such a big, promising, unexpected character go home. Yes. But it was a very interesting portrayal of that. And it really makes me curious for how the season is going to play out. Like, it looks like there's some obvious things afoot, but... Yeah, like, I think this episode especially really helped me kind of see how the how this season's gonna go i think like just like which relationships are gonna matter which ones won't i just i feel like i have a clearer picture now um and i do think it's interesting that like i think one criticism of this episode and perhaps the season in general is almost we know more about these characters outside the game than in the game like we know like this episode especially was so much about like outside the game why i should still be here like pitching your case like not so much stuff about like why these people like each other not so much why they're getting along being an alliance it's more like outside factors almost personal content yeah like ghost island is essentially turned into like personal content island (laughs) and i make rice and fire yeah, like, like, for me, I don't know how you feel about this, but I really think since the swap, Ghost Island has been a total flop. Like, I really don't know why they're putting people on an island with no game, and they're not going to tribal, but it soaks up, like, ten minutes of screen. Like, plus a reward challenge, plus an immunity challenge. Like, all of that together adds up to very little content for the actual tribes. It's interesting, because it's sort of, like, we've done Exile Island, but... I think Exile Island has always had a better gimmick to it. Like, I feel like Ghost Island is so spelled out in what its gimmick is, and in, like, more than half of the time, nothing happens with that. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, so far, the only game that's been played is um, Jacob playing and giving somebody who left an advantage. Like, so far, the implications are nowhere, and it's a, it was the advantage that no one cares about. Like, like I feel like the legacy advantage is by far the least interesting of any advantage for sure and yeah yeah i'd rather just have like a ghost island that acted like an exile island almost where you just like gave the person an advantage or it was always obtainable something was always obtainable it didn't have to be given but like it wasn't just a game of chance yeah no like in a previous week i was like you rock producers for like i never would have thought of taking them out of tribal council so they can't vote so there's some sort of like negative I have no idea why they got rid of that yeah. aspect of it because I think that was the most by 
far the most interesting part about Ghost Island. And now I don't think there is an interesting part about Ghost Island. Yeah, it's just, I think when you're designing Survivor, you need to really look at your twists and see how a smart player is going to try to break them and like just not give them their full like excitement because like we've seen how it's just a rock draw now and i think and there's no punishment to the tribe picking to do that um just you the know, game. Like, yeah the first week that was kind of interesting and now it's like we're going to rocks Jeff. <laughs> like it's really like there's like a 30 seconds of every episode of Jeff going down with this, like, marble box and being like, and the last one, you're really leaving fate in your hands. Said that two weeks in a row, Jeff. To yeah. the last person. Like, come on. Like It's like um, Blood versus Water's idol clue giving, where it just sort of reached the smartest use of it, which is to give it to an enemy so they're targeted, and then that enemy does the smart thing and gets rid of it. So, you know, like, I'm all in... Uh, Rob Cesarnino on one of his podcasts pitched the idea of the rock draw on the winning tribe and whoever draws the white rockets to pick who goes to Ghost Island. Add that with them actually not being at tribal. Way better game design, in my opinion. Hmm. I haven't thought about it, but it's, I think just like, especially if it's at a reward challenge, be like, you forfeit the reward if you don't pick someone. Yeah, I think that's also a good idea. Something like that. Like, some sort of built-in thing there. Because right now, I've liked this season quite a bit, but... I feel like every week they're showing a little bit more signs of, like, maybe this isn't going to be a good season. Like, it's been good so far, but the future looks kind of dim to me. The future looks really predictable, and they're not... They're building up characters that aren't on the the winning side. Like, Stephanie, like, the reason I was so... I was backing her so much was because she's so positive. Like, you're not going to get rid of that character so early on. That's not what Allie was, but, like, they did it, so... Yeah, I mean, like... There's a lot of comparisons to her and Allie, but Allie wasn't shown as, like, absurdly positive the whole time. If anything, she had, like, this negative tone where her ally, like, she kept not saving her allies, and then that comes back to bite her. Stephanie, it was, like, super positive, get cut because of swap. Like, it was, it was almost like, like a, edited like a, uh, like a survivor like Marquesas or something where, like, the swap is this devastating, unheard of twist. And really, I think this season to me proves I don't want any more swaps after the second tribal council because there's no reason for them to not stick to tribal lines at that point. Especially if one, if like if one tribe loses two tribals that first time, like yeah. happened in Malolo or in this season for Malolo and to Nuku and Game Changers, that tribe gets Pagong two mm-hmm. for two. Like I, I feel like that's just what's gonna happen if that tribe loses twice. I feel that's why the strength of a three tribe season is that. If it goes down to two, there's three parties at play, and it's not an outright. Mm -hmm. And I think every season is going to have problems with you just not getting the right mix of people, and it does just end up being a Pagong, but like... And like, maybe not all Pagongs are bad. Like, a Pagong isn't necessarily bad. Obviously, it's by and large probably less interesting than a season where it's flippy. But I mean, like, there are flippy seasons where it's not super exciting. Um, I can't exactly... Like, Game Changers in theory was kind of flippy, but really it was a Pagong. It was a Pagonging and a... It was weird, but it, yeah. it wasn't captivating television, whatever it was. Okay, we have probably gone on too long yeah. about... Uh, just our general backseat production, what we would have done. Yeah, but... Monday or uh, Saturday night quarterbacking for yeah. game design 
that was played six months ago. Yeah. So we'll just do our regular thing. We're going to start with Navidi and finish with Malolo since they went to Tribal. We'll go through each person, talk about, I guess, not so much their winner edit anymore because a lot of people are just not viable, but maybe where they're headed in the game if we can Yeah, because it I think, out. as we said, like, I feel like you can get a good picture of how this story's going to go. So we'll talk through where we think each person's kind of going to end up and like what would be like the best option for them kind of thing yeah especially with the swap coming up yes. that'll theoretically shake things up <laughs> okay, so i so... guess the first person we're going to talk about we're going to start with navidi uh and the first person on this list alphabetically is angela obviously she was not really on the episode this episode nope. we still have basically only seen her in that one episode yes where she is a decoy like where she is a boot target and other than that she's been ignored do you expect that pattern to continue joe i think i think what i feel for angela is there's this sort of chris versus dominic thing of course being built up i think that persists into the merge and i think that's where our two sides are and i think i agree Dominic's wins, and I think Angela is just picked off in the early i age. agree i think all we know about angela overwhelmingly is that she no longer likes dominic probably she feels betrayed by him and she's loyal to chris that's essentially all we know about her other than she served in the military and she's loyal like yep. other than that we we don't know if she likes laurel we don't know if she likes we know she likes libby she actually did say that in an episode but other than that like we really have no idea who this person is who they're like what their game plan is other than being loyal to chris yep. uh her story's been carved out as uh essentially following and being loyal she describes navidi as her family multiple times that she she is more loyal than the average person because of her military experience the story is telling us that she's going to be loyal to a fault yes a foot soldier yes Absolutely. She is a soldier in this story, not a general. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add about nope. Angela? Nope, no, not like, winning. Not winning. <laughs> no chance. Um, pretty close to the bottom of the board. E yeah. E it's just, there's so much at the bottom. Like, even though Chelsea and Angela are now different in some capacity, it might as well be the same. Yeah, like, I feel like one criticism that's going to come hard for this season, probably more down the line, is, like, the more these Stephanies and Michaels and stuff, the earlier they leave, I feel like the more even the casual audience is going to be like, the winner is pretty obvious, right? Like, or at least the winner pool is pretty obvious. Well, if you sort of think to Australian Survivor 2, it was definitely in a season where it would focus on people when they were important and then let them go when they weren't. True, true, true. But I think it was still a really good season. And yeah, I guess so maybe the hope is that they saw that season and are implementing that sort of game philosophy, that sort of storyline philosophy, because I do think that story works. Um, and then obviously you're looking for the character who is actually pretty present all the time, um, or at least has like these really memorable breakouts. Yeah, yeah. Because like the winner of that season really was kind of a traditional winner people just discounted him early on and then eventually at the merge it was like he was the only viable winner well i actually i didn't really think he had a shot but it makes sense like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah the only thing is like he was really negative so people like at the start so people just i feel yeah. like missed it uh but i think that was just putting your like american canadian values on the australian show <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that season was 26 episodes, whereas we're yes. dealing with 13 here. So there's got to be differences. But yeah, essentially, Angela, no chance, bottom of the pool. Yeah, just stuck in the mud. <laughs> uh, so next up is Chris. Huge breakout episode for him. What do you think of uh, his winner chances? Uh, yeah, I had Chris as a contender, and 
I no longer have Chris as a contender. I think this is a really good character episode, but I do not think it was presented nicely for him. There was a lot of moments where it just felt really over the top and not not like how you would want to show your winner. Like he had this weird like uh, added like sound effect glint after he described yeah. how he was a pitcher. Like his, he smiled and like his teeth shined and that's really weird. Um, he has of course his rap, which was not good. Yes, Sorry. I don't believe that rapping is a core aspect of the winner's edit. Especially <laughs> really not particularly was, incredible rapping. Like, it was definitely a rap, and I remember that, but then when I rewatched today, it was like three lines that sort of went together, and I was like, oh. That's... And one of them is mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's that. And then, of course, his whole pastry thing, um, where he really liked pastries, especially the chocolate ones, and really wants all of them. Now, we don't know how many pastries there is. Like, here's my conspiracy theory. There was only one. Yeah, I think pastry, there was only and one. And he just wants that one. But, but yeah, like, it's... putting that on the show is, yeah. I feel like, almost disingenuous because I feel like you reasonably, you see a bucket full of pastries, you assume more than one is chocolate. But I assume he was saying, like, I want the chocolate one. If anyone else wants part of that chocolate one, you can share with me. But, yeah. And that's, like, a normal thing to do. But the way it was shown was, like, this greedy guy who wants to eat all the chocolate pastries. I don't know. So, yeah, that has taken him down a notch for me. But, like, on the other hand, we do know a lot about preseason, Chris. And maybe there's an even more negative direction they could have taken this. And instead, they were just lightening it up a bit, I guess. Because it is humorous. And no, if this I, wins, I like... like, I'm still a fan. Yeah, and, like, ultimately, this was a good episode for Chris. Like, despite, like, I feel like the chocolate um, pastry moment is vastly undermined by the ridiculous positivity coming from him talking to Donathan, huh. talk, being able to talk about his mom more, uh, even leveraging it into a strategic conversation. Like, that's all good for him, I think, in terms of a long-term story. I feel like Chris is here for a while. I still would be surpri not surprised if Chris does not attend a tribal till the merge. Uh, I feel like he's... He's in that, like, weird pocket of people where he's, like, he just seems like that person who always is in danger of going but's never going to. Um, and that, to me, remi like, reminds me of, like, a Nick Mariano or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have Chris, like, as someone who can go pre-merge here. Because we think we have two more pre-merge boots. Yeah, the, I assume like, merge advantage at 13. Being at 13. Yeah. So, yeah. I think there are other contenders for who these pre-merge boots are, and we'll get to them. But yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, like, the only thing I'll say is I think what you said is a fantastic point that I do think with our question that we established earlier um, that Chris preseason we thought would just get ripped into and he's not being ripped into. If anything, he's being kind of shown as a somewhat reliable narrator. So, I, like, there is a world where this guy wins and he's just so cartoonish as a human being, which I think <laughs> is true. Like, the yeah. way he delivers confessionals is... Oh, for sure, like, the rap cartoonish like even just even just his normal sentences though right like the rap is super cartoonish but so is just like the way he talks to the camera like he's he's winking and smiling like he really <laughs> feels like he's like at home behind the camera and like playing up to it really well and not in a super forced way but in a like a comfortable way so like there is a and like he's so arrogant like there is such a glimmer of arrogance but the show's not really showing that um so i do think there's a world where they're just like not knowing what to do. So <laughs> I just remembered last episode how he said, I like you, I like you, I like you, and I like myself. So Yeah. And like 
Theoretically, if that's the scene you have of that alliance or whatever, like, not alliance, but, like, his proposition of alliance, that's the scene that they shot, like, yeah. uh, how else do you show that? They, like, no one really had a, I mean, I guess people did kind of, like, that was a bad episode for him, but, like, if that's the way he talks on the beach, which it seems like it is, uh, maybe that's how you, you have to portray him that way. Yep. You can't change who he is. I, do, I don't think he's a particularly likely one, but he's the one that, like, I feel like I would kick myself a bunch if he goes on to win. I don't think it's super likely. I would give him, like, 5%, maybe yeah. less than that. Looking at my thing, I have five people who I think are really good contenders, or at least they made my list. Five people in the middle, and then five people who I've eliminated, and Chris is number eight. He's right in the middle. So. Yeah, that's pretty much where I would put him as well. Uh, other than that, like, I, I think his story moving forward, like, I think the defining story of this game is going to be Dominic versus Chris. I do think there's like, a really good chance Dominic's winning that, but I do think there is a chance uh, Chris wins. Uh, I, I don't think it's super unlikely. But I think Dominic's side will win, but Chris might outlive Dominic. Hmm. I don't know. It's because basically it's very even. Like this group is three. Like Chris, Dominic, and Donathan all come right after one another right now. So super great for I think. Like I think it's really good that they're all together because I feel like we can kind of like, their stories are connected. Yeah, hundred percent. So do we want to more focus on Dominic now? On Do- onto Dominic, which not an interesting episode for him. Real bad episode for him, in my opinion. Okay, you agree that this is a bad episode. And, like, I'm gonna maybe rant here, but I saw this with Donathan two episodes ago, and now I'm seeing it with here. It's the idea of the cooldown, and it's usually preceded by much needed or fantastic cooldown. Much needed, much needed cooldown is the new edgic buzzword. <laughs> and I think, like, we've definitely seen edits where people have been edited really with a lot of visibility and then they do get less content, but they still get content and it's appropriate to the episode. Um, I know I'm going to be hypocritical because Donathan's now a winner pick of mine, but... I would disagree that you're lumping Donathan in there. I think Donathan's example in episode three is a much needed cooldown where he is five and four visibility back to back, and then he still gets content explaining where he is in the tribe. You still see his dynamics. This episode was just people being, just Donathan being like, I don't like Dominic very much. Yeah. Like that was the only content you know from Dominic in this episode. As as the story develops, and I think we mentioned some of it last episode, but there were reasons maybe for why Donathan didn't get a big edit, or as big an edit as we would have liked on that episode. But for Dominic, I think this was not good. Like, he didn't have a confessional after being five or four. Like, on a scale of one to five, like, five or four visibility in each episode. And now he's a one. Uh, So, some other things about Dominic. I mean, obviously, it's very bad that Donathan is saying that he likes Chris more. So, basically, we know that Donathan and Laurel are a duo, and... Donathan prefers Chris and Laurel prefers Dominic. And the question is going to be like, who has more sway over in that duo? Yeah. Um, I think that bodes a little bit good for Chris and a little bit bad for Dominic, but it's awful that he didn't get to explain himself in this episode. Um, I guess Chris didn't really get to explain himself in the last one, but I feel like that's what it's setting us up is that Laurel likes uh, Dominic and Donathan likes Chris and they're going to stay together together and they're going to choose between it. I feel like we're going to get all kinds of, Donathan being the swing vote, he's going to make the huge decision of the game, I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like next ep- well, maybe not next episode because of the swap, and mm. who knows what that's going to do, but... Probably the merge, right? Like, it's probably the merge episode. Yeah, but I think that's going to be a really good episode for Donathan and Laurel, both. Yes, absolutely. And... Uh, our edgic will have them as their number one. <laughs> yeah, um... if they don't already get there already. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Dominic, I just want to add, uh, if he goes on to win, he would be the most visible winner of all time, I believe, uh, with his visibility. Uh, to me, that is still the number one reason why I don't think he's going to win. Uh, a lot of people are super high on him all over the internet, all across the edgic sphere, all across the casual viewing, like, a lot of people are thinking Dominic is this very obvious winner, and to me, that's what makes him not an obvious winner, is never have before has a winner gotten, like, 555 visibility and then nothing, like, it's a very, like, to me, that's visibility whiplash, that's the audience getting sick of him, um, to me, it just, it doesn't necessarily look like a winner, I feel like you could tone him down a lot. Yeah, for sure. Like, if Boston Rob is in a 55555 visibility, um... And he's like Jeff's favorite. Four-time I, player, yeah. Four-time player who's dominating the season and is a crowd favorite, guaranteed. Like, I can't imagine they're giving Dominic that content as a winner. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, I could easily be wrong and they're changing it. But it, to me, it seems very unlikely. Yep. And obviously his story, he has the legacy advantage. My personal guess, he's going to give that thing to Wendell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good good read on that. Uh, So I guess tied to that, do you have anything else to add on Dominic? No, I guess there is a theory that he's just been such in our so much in our face these four episodes that like people aren't going to forget him even if he has no content in an episode. But I don't know. It's still like we got development on Navidi. It's weird to leave him completely out. Yeah, and like the closest comparison to a winner like him is Tony. Tony was never just ignored. Yeah. Um, Tony was less visible than Dominic was in the first couple episodes, but he never trended down. He never like like went like for a good story to be told, you want your winner to kind of like ramp up. Tony in the mm-hmm. first episode was only a three and then a five and then a five and like he fluctuates but he's always visible he's always at least a three um dominic going not that way it's just not good for him i don't think yeah yep uh so donathan is next uh he's my top winner contender at this point he is also i feel like mine yeah like i really do think this is even like he's either the winner or this is the story of Donathan almost winning. Um, I think yeah. no matter what, he is our main character of this season and probably the winner. It's just there's a chance he's not. Um, and I think there are some avenues where he isn't. There's a c- couple credible threats to his win. Um, but everything's being dictated under his terms. The question, ultimately, I think, between Dominic versus Chris is, what does Donathan want to do? We know who he's friends with. We know things about his personal life. He's got personal content. He's got strategic content. He's got relationship content. Yeah. He's got the perfect edit at this point. And I do think people, including me, I think including you, doubted him because he was actually my winner pick last week, too, I think. But uh, I, I, I misjudged him as the growth edit early on. I don't think he's growing. No, no. Like, he's very much the same like it's weird he like grew in the second episode yeah and, like he that's was, all he needed and I when think... he was the decoy boot he was in danger and then from then on he is not growing he is a shown as a strong capable player from then on yeah i think before this episode there were things that just didn't fit in or make sense and now looking at all five of these episodes it makes sense and i can see where like the merge episode is where he makes that decision um yes so like the beginning we see him be excited to be where he is he's making relationships with people um that second episode of course where it's like his heroic moment 
And then the third one is the one I have the most problems with. It is his much-needed cooldown, which... And to me, I, like, that is one that is a much-needed cooldown. Like, very often I think that term gets misused. But I think... I think, I think content-wise, it is good, because he did get a confessional. I think if you look at the episode at that point, where he doesn't get any... Uh, I'm blanking on the word. Any credit. Credit for the boot that happened. It looks really weird. But if it's becoming a situation where they side with Navidi and flip the vote, I think that makes more sense. You don't need to give anyone credit for a move that doesn't make sense down the line. And that's the thing is I think that's why episode three is really good for Donathan because ultimately you want the winner's story to be clear and understandable to a casual audience. Yeah. And if the winner is voting out against his the people who in the very next episode he's going to say he's going to want to flip with, that's going to be like he's a flip-flopper. To me, yeah. that looks like protection because it looks like he was involved in that vote. Looks like he did have a say in that vote. Um, And you just make James and Libby be the spokesperson for that vote, even though Libby was the one saying she didn't want to do it. So... Like, unless James was just super pushy, which we didn't see, <laughs> Donathan and Laurel were in favor of that vote. Why didn't we really get to see their side on it? I imagine it's because they were being protected to be not shown as randomly flipping. It's, they're the swing votes in the future. Like, it's easier to, it's easier for an audience to accept that Donathan and Laurel are the bottom of the Malolo Four, and that's why they're going to be deciding, than yeah. where things actually on the beach, and they are just kind of flipping based on who they like more yeah slash they're not going to tribal mm -hmm. yep i totally agree with that and... and especially i feel like i think the worst things about his edit early on were episode one when jacob compares himself to donathan but i think that's only if you're reading jacob as a reliable narrator which i, I don't think you're supposed to do um i feel like that's a decoy thing he misjudges like that whole episode is about like the different kinds of strength and jacob refers to himself like he is kind of shown as him digging his own hole and him misjudging kind of survivor brendan at tribal council says that um physical strength died 10 seasons ago or 10 years ago or whatever on survivors about a new kind of strength uh, and i feel like a lot of this has been telling us that donathan is very strong and one guy misjudged him and we should have been paying more attention to that i think or even that like they're two similar people but like yeah, Donathan rises different. to the occasion. Yeah, here's how they're different. Like, one of them is just socially a mess and goes out episode two, and one, like, actually fits in and controls his own game and chooses what he wants. Absolutely. Um, I think the only two real, like, red flags for me for Donathan as a winner is him saying that he made fire when... The episode shows him put, like, a stick in a fire and then move it over to another one. That kind of stuff has me worried, um, especially considering in Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, we had Ryan give that confessional about, um, like, using my comedy and funniness. I can make people do physical work for me. I can make them build a fire for me, and I won't even have to. And that ended up being foreshadowing for him being picked by Chrissy to not make fire. Hmm. Uh, I'm hyper aware because of this Final Four twist for any foreshadowing of people not being able to make fire. And Donathan fake making fire and talking about it is, to me, the biggest red flag for Donathan. I don't know, because I feel like if you're just listening, like, it's like, I made fire... True, like, and that's the that question, did right? Not like, really read to me. The question is like, were we supposed to be laughing at that or not? And I don't know. Like, I, I watched that episode a million times doing the edge or doing the transcript there. I can't tell if we were supposed to be like, because the positive music is playing, but it's such a ridiculous situation that this person is not making fire. Yeah, and it's Ghost Island, so all and bets are Island, off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like really, I don't know. 
Um, I, to me, he's still – it's not a huge red flag because it's not super clear, I don't think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's my top. I think he's our main character. Um, and he gets that, like, Malolo positivity, which is totally possible uh, as an uh, actual defining story. Is that, like, yeah. Libby says that Malolo will grow into the best tribe of all time. Uh, maybe that's the story that if the pseudo-growth edit wins. I don't know. Just to, like – because we obviously have these very positive underdogs on the current Malolo, so it's good to be like, these people are good, and then Donathan, of course, being original. Yeah, Malolo. he gets associated positivity, kind of. Yeah. Associated underdogness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, like, do you have anything else to add on Donathan? I, think. I don't think so. I think this was a great episode for him. Like, yeah. like really just good. It, it shows him as having power in that situation, and that's always good. Yeah. Uh, so next up is James. James. Your uh, beloved James. My beloved James. After I watched the episode live, I was like, oh, James back to the top. He's He was my number one. And then I rewatched it today, and I was like, nope. I, some people have been saying that He's a likely pre-merge elimination because you kind of know about him and you can see where it would make sense. And from this episode, I totally got that. He has a confessional where he's talking about who I don't even... Oh, like I think the reward and stuff. Oh, and Chris. Uh, For me, the reason I don't think he's going to be pre-merge is because of that confessional. He clearly says how much he appreciates Chris as a human being and a competitor. To me, that says, like that confessional saying, in this war between Dominic and Chris, James is up with Chris. Yeah, I think I still have him because I think it's not out of line. It's strangely quiet, but I think he's better than my sixth. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I haven't. I he to me he's one of those people with like 05 percent equity. Uh, I could see him winning. Uh, not super likely because again, I feel like he's just missing the mark on acceptable content. Like like every now and then it's like, oh, that's acceptable, and then the next week it's like, oh, why is he invisible? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like I feel like they could have built him. I think as a really credible winner contender, and they're just like just shafting him a little bit too much for me yeah i guess like maybe a major red flag is that there's no sense that he's continuing to keep the malolo strong after the morgan boot and keeping them i guess he did say with chris and angela on their side see i don't know i keep going back and forth on james like where he stands i'll probably have the thing is like chris refers to them as the Malolos still, like the Malola 4, and being close with them makes us a 6, and he says that multiple times, but no one else is really talking in those terms, so I don't really know for, like, if it's foreshadowing that these guys are going to break up, it's hard to tell. Yep. I don't know, I have very little else to add, like, he wasn't really in this episode all that much. No, not really. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Like, nope. yeah, I think, like, there is a world he wins, I don't think it's super likely, and I do think he, to me, he reads, like, guy who leaves in the middle of the merge who maybe does another cool move i think that's possible or just gets targeted for that big move uh something like that yeah uh so next up is laurel uh who continues to be a perplexing character I think. yeah because i know you said last episode that if she got more content in this episode along the same lines it would probably be really good and it was like not really but almost there so... yeah this like scratches the surface of that uh laurel so to me is still that character who we haven't had a natalie white type winner since natalie white uh and laurel still i think has the makings to theoretically be that person if especially if dominic is making it all the way like i really think she has like i could win a jury vote versus a really big bad guy edit uh she gets to justify her quietness something that natalie white got to do um i don't think it's super likely she wins because i think there are so many big big edits but also all the big edits are falling yeah yeah, I think that's one of the more interesting things is that week after week we're seeing bigger edits go 
and mm. we're getting left with this like handful of like Angela, Chelsea, Libby, Desiree, and like what does that mean? Yeah, like we're basically locked to get a, a merge of all kinds of people who haven't been on the show yet. <laughs> and that's very odd. Um, and I guess the thing that's good for Laurel is that of all those people, she's the most visible. Uh, yeah. And we know clearly where she stands. I do think she will be potentially the sidekick to Donathan or potentially the antagonist to Donathan. I think she will be super important to the story that the season's going to tell. Yeah. Uh, even if she's not front and center the whole time, because I do think she doesn't have the best confessionals so i do think that's partly why she is being kind of hidden in the background a bit hmm. um but i do think she's going to be central to this narrative no matter what like she's just been established so much especially with the dominic wendell story yeah and making flips like she's like she has so much content about flipping yeah I it's think... almost like john cochran south pacific style hmm. I don't know, but obviously way less, way less visible. into like how laurel would fit in a story like that where there's swaps because south pacific no yeah swaps. no obviously not the exact same i I, and I do set. think the the flip i feel like will make work out for her because she's been talking a lot about timing i feel like yeah in an intelligent and uh trustworthy manner mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, uh, last episode i was like i'm not gonna fall for this quite yet and now i'm i'm falling for it like she's my third winner contender it's mostly because i think i'm more prone to pick people who it all adds up for rather <laughs> than anyone with a flaw so Right now, it's all adding up for her. I could see this content getting a win. The more negative people like Dominic get, the better it is for her. Yeah. Uh, if more of these, like like James referring to him as Russell Hans 2.0 stuff, continues to come, and they continue to be shown as a pair, that's good for her. Um, the worst thing that could happen to her, I think, is Dominic not making it very far, which I still think is a possibility. Like, mm-hmm. if Dominic leaves... I feel like a lot of her win equity just shoots it down. For me, I think I have her, like, number seven, like, with a decent amount, like, if this is the type B winner coming back. But, again, I don't know why necessarily you give her the Natalie White edit, but it has the makings of it. Yeah. Obviously more visible than Natalie White, but on a similar type B, quieter, under-the-radar kind of edit. I do think she probably will make bigger moves, though. She says she likes being in control and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Other than that, I don't really have anything else to nope. add. Um, so, on to Libby. On to Libby. Who had a huge episode this time. Oh, yeah. I, I think she was invisible, right? Like. Uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty close. I think she said something about the pastries, maybe, or had a reaction, but that doesn't yeah, like, mean anything. Libby is... I like Libby. I want her to be on the show. Yeah, I, I want... <laughs> but... I also get it if she's just good for when she's actually relevant. Mm-hmm. Like The comparisons to Tessa, I feel like, are in Australian Survivor 2 are almost hmm. way too much. Like, invisible, invisible, five. Invisible, invisible, <laughs> invisible. I bet she'll get another five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see Libby going out, like, sort of JP-style, boring, no one cares. No, like, that's the thing is this this season they seem to be okay with benching people and then throwing them up for their, like, uh great slam dunk moment yeah um i feel like the story for libby is that pretty like the pretty girl willing to be like do ugly moves or whatever that we got from morgan uh because i feel like there's so much established on that moment on that style of part of her like why would you give that to somebody who's not gonna be on the show from now on yeah I feel like she'll probably be a big player in the season. For some reason, she's just not fitting into the week-to-week stories they're telling us. Mm-hmm. I know they're I've saving seen, her. I've seen people put her all the way at the end. I've seen her just be like late merge, early merge. Not really pre-merge, but... Yeah, I feel like she's a lock for the merge, but then from then on, I have no idea. I think it's yeah. unlikely she makes it to the finale, though. <laughs> 
Like, I can't imagine she is a, like, one, she's not the winner, like, 100%. I don't think she's a losing finalist, so it's, like, yeah, I don't know where she places, but I imagine it's just somewhere in the merge. Yep, I'll agree with that. Uh, so then on to Wendell. Uh, I oh, still Wendell. Who I still think has solid win equity. Obviously, yeah. this was not a fantastic episode for him, considering he was, again, basically not on it. Uh, he got a decent, like, like nothing in this episode, like, but... <laughs> I still think the foundation is so solid for him. He still has the best premiere possibly ever. Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't been relevant. Like, he really hasn't. Um, and I can totally see why he's being ignored. So I feel like that's a huge positive to him. Um, and I think he's charismatic enough that they don't have to shove this weird narrative down our throat. Yeah. Um, I think he is a top candidate to inherit Dominic's edit because I really do think that Dominic will leave earlier than people think. Yeah, that's true. I think I have him second, which I think is higher than I would have anticipated looking back. But it all seems to make more sense now. Yeah, especially with the season seemingly like the way everyone's going to end up kind of being more clear. Like, it just looks like it's going to be a really favorable situation, especially on the logic side of Edric. Like, I can see this guy strategically getting there. Yeah. And in addition, he has the edit to back it up. So it's like, to me, that means that he's in a really, really, really good spot. Yeah. I'm interested to see how he swaps and, like, what mm-hmm. his take is on that. I think Next episode is so important to him, I think. Yeah. Like, really crucial that you get something. Yeah. Uh, I think a fantastic boon for him is that Laurel, on multiple occasions, is talking about how much he likes Wendell as a reason to flip with them, yes. not Dominic. Like, it's not like, I like Wendell, and it's like, I like Wendell, that's why I want to flip. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very clearly articulated as Wendell is the reason, which is a huge positive for him, I think. Yep. I will so even, even when he's not there. Again, this wasn't a huge episode for him, but it's mostly on... It wasn't a terrible episode for him, and I feel like he's in the position where it's fine for him to be kind of ignored. Yeah. It wasn't as much of a shock as it was for Dominic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I, I don't really have much to add on him this week because I no. feel like his story is so tied to Dominic, and I think it will be so tied in the fact that he will inherit the edit when he gets the legacy <laughs> advantage from him. Like, like, to me, that just makes so much sense. And then he'll just be a rock star from then on. Um, just delivering all kinds of content. Like, I really think they're saving him. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, other than that, uh, I guess that's the Navidi tribe. Yep. Uh, so move on they, to... They didn't, they, this episode for them was pretty much Chris, so... Chris and Donathan. Yep. Yep. So we'll move on to Malolo, who did go to tribal council, so I did lose the bet. Oh, yeah. And have lost all my cool points. Zero cool points on the board for Joe. Yeah. Uh, I really think, like, this tribe is hilarious. Like... Yeah. Even the way they sort of edited it, where, like, it started out Chelsea and Kellen were like, okay, we'll just go for Jenna. Or yep. who'd they go for first? Stephan- Stephanie. Stephanie first. I don't even remember, but they, like, switched, and it would just be, like, Kellen and Chelsea, which is such a random pairing, meeting on the beach and being like, well, it's this now, so... Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I guess first we'll go with Bradley. Who this was actually honestly a good episode for Bradley. Um, yeah. But he's, he's so just dis- so, like he's he, so he has no winner chance at he's all. So far off my radar that I just didn't regard it really. Like he got a important. complex, not super negative episode. Like it was. Yeah. And all like all manners was a good episode if it was on any edit other than the one Bradley's been giving. <laughs> Yeah, but I know I'm a shad. He's a good contender for pre-merge. I agree. Like, I, I really the downfall think. of Bradley is a nice, neat story that can be packaged up before yep. things really get complicated. I so. know one like kind of theory is that like Kellen's whole divorce story will be like her divorcing herself from the super negative Navidi, specifically <laughs> Bradley. I think that's possible. Like I really think Bradley's been set up as this crazy pre-merge villain. I think there's yeah. a chance he's like the merge boot. 
Like, I feel like that's the longest he no, can stay in this game. I think merge has to be between, like, Dominic and Chris almost at this point. Yeah, Bradley doesn't make sense story-wise there. Yeah, like, like he's the third leader. Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so many alpha males. What are you going to do? Yeah, like, really, like, like <laughs> unless this turns into, like, a three-way war, but then, like, who's with who? Like, it yeah. doesn't even make sense. Unless, like, again, like, unless that third episode or that merge episode is about Bradley's group completely alienating him and flipping on him to the other two sides, uh, Bradley's not making the merge. Like, I feel like that's something I would bet on, a, like, beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, 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 a, I would bet a decent amount of money on this Bradley not making the merge. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's Bradley. And then I think one of the actually invisible people. They must, goes. right? Like, there's no way we're getting Chelsea, Desiree, uh, Angela. Uh, and Libby. Libby merge right like that would yeah be so bad votes are decided by this like invisible conglomerate like that would be terrible <laughs> yep so, so like yeah it'll probably be Bradley and like Angela no Angela think... will make the merge Chelsea yeah. is probably it probably Bradley and Chelsea yeah maybe Desiree maybe Desiree I do feel like they're saving her though like I, f- I feel like they're not saving Chelsea <laughs> speaking of Chelsea yeah uh, Bradley's not winning Bradley's probably leaving pre-merge onto Chelsea <laughs> probably pre-merge <laughs> Uh, not a great episode for her. Nope, she got, like, the cross-eyed thing and that's it. Like The cross-eyed thing? Yeah, like, she, like, in her, like, one of two scenes in the season, she goes up to Kellen, I think, and, like, makes, like, a cross-eyed face and then, uh, like, just, like, being like, oh, I don't know who to vote out. And, like, <laughs> it's all over Reddit. Uh, huh. Well, she had all her bad challenge focus. Yeah, like... Really, like, Jeff, like, I still would not be surprised if she quits. Like, it really feels like she did the dirty or something. Like, Yeah. But, yeah, like, she's not winning. I really have nothing to add. Like, nope. I don't think, I would, I would bet money she's leaving next week. Um, mm. Unless it's Bradley. Like, I think it's Bradley or her. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think there's too many. I would not want to put a bet on a swap episode. Like, if I had to, I would Trojan. say maybe, like, maybe Chelsea. I don't know. Yeah, because there is always the chance it's this next person, Desiree, like, who has enough that you could understand them leaving. But also, it does feel like they're saving her. Like, it really does. Because she gets enough that, like, you know that she's, like, a spunky personality. Like, you know nothing about Chelsea. Like, at all. It feels almost like Desi from last season. Sort of. Yeah. Not important to the story by any means, but is just going to go early merge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... It is interesting that, like, they showed her digging through Stephanie's bag. Maybe that's an idea that it's enough for in the next episode that that'll be, like, enough for the audience to root against her getting voted out or root for her to getting voted out. But it wasn't really portrayed negatively, so no. I don't think that's the case. So I do think Desi has Desiree sorry, has a opportunity to be a biggish character in the merge still. Um, mm-hmm. I hope so. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I think the thing is she's not really, like, giving probably the best content for a villain and oh yeah kind of like the role she's lumped into yeah <laughs> like she's very charismatic so i feel like it, she's not the best person to be your spokesperson for like this evil conglomerate yeah. that's not winning yeah when you have bradley like why yeah that's the thing is he's like i feel like she would be on the show a lot more if bradley wasn't there complaining all the time definitely yeah i don't know i'm fine with moving on because yep like she's not winning i think there's a good chance she's not making the merge either like like it's really i think bradley plus a combination of chelsea or desiree yeah i think a slight chance that desiree has more chance but then i i can't imagine she's making it far into the merge because she again doesn't fit into either of these sides because the idea you get is that this like five though they're very close on this tribe there's no like long-term like idea that they're going to steamroll yeah we're not told what they're like like, who likes a group of five they have a good shot at that 
though. Ooh, the best thing I think for Desiree is in the first episode, she's shown talking to Wendell and being like good friends with him. And so like, I guess that maybe gives her some longevity with being on Dominic's side. She's just with Wendell when he- Talks about the shelter, yeah. Yeah, about his life and that- It's probably not enough, yeah. Like there's probably like, I mean like she's got like four sentences in the season. So I mean like, (laughs) I don't know. But I do feel like with uh, like with, uh, Desi, you got to, like, last season in HHH, you got to see, like, like, she didn't get much content, but, like, the content matched itself in yeah. the story. Yeah. Uh, like, of not flipping and that being a problem. Uh, like, she voted herself out, and you can kind of see that track story throughout the whole thing. Desiree's kind of getting a similar thing, I think. Or maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, uh, on to Jenna, who had a big episode this week. <laughs> Um, it was a good episode for Jenna. I think, I think so. It's hard to tell exactly, but like... Jenna's edit, I feel like, of course you can say this about anyone, but it almost completely relies on next episode, with next episode being her reaction to her number one ally going home, her number one ally being like the most positive person in the world. Yeah, getting like the swan song, like really, like the show was like, Stephanie is the absolute best, like... Almost, uh, like, like she is an elite category player who got screwed and we're sorry. Like, really giving her that kind of edit. To the point yeah. where I think it's enough that Jenna, as we've been talking about, could pull that torch. But it's, so, like, a 100% reliant on next episode. Yeah, now's the time. Now's like, this was a good see. episode for her to come out of the shadows yeah. a bit. But not enough. Like, she really needs this and a big episode next week. Yeah, she needs not only to react to that, but also, like, some content with regards to where she is in the swap. I imagine, depending on how things break, we'll be seeing her, if she's winning, reacting against the evil Navidi 5. Yes. And, and like, swear, like being like, I'm gonna make sure that I win for Stephanie and getting all this content. Like, like really, yeah. it needs to be super blatant, I think, because I think her previous week was not good, uh, and we talked about that last week. Um, but this episode did enough for me to re-put her on that, like, could win. Um, I do think another thing that she needs, her content cannot be about Sebastian. Yes. Um, I think one thing that's really good about this week is that she talks about, like, it's shown as, like, her flirting with him to yeah. advance her game. If it continues on that path, great for Jenna. If it goes down anything resembling, like, an actual showmates, I think really bad for Jenna. Yeah. Like, I think, it, I- like, there's an opportunity that she's inheriting Stephanie's edit as being, like, a fun character and not the winner. Um... And I hope that's not the case, because I really like Jenna. Yeah. I think she sort of got, like, a Laurel-esque thing where she was talking about how her face is always, like, constantly frowning, and, like, that's just how she's been, but now she's going to, like, start stepping it up and playing the game, so... Which is might be the best, like, like I'm I look this way, but really I'm this way of all time. Like, really, yeah. like to me, this is the kind of thing that makes me actually think she's more likely to be the winner. Because how did that make error in a positive manner? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, it was her talking about like my face looks frowny sometimes. It was like <laughs> this like empowering moment. This is why she should stay. Like, it was really edited much differently than had any right to be. I think. Yeah, and. That's just what we've seen with Jenna. Like, in that first episode, she gets the thing talking about how they're going to tribal council and can't vote out Jacob. But, like, it's Jenna, so, like, why give that to Jenna and not... Yeah, and she talks about him being socially awkward and weird. And, like, like you have to be social in this game. Yeah. Okay, so we know she's a social player. Like, I feel like there's enough there and every single way that you can 
totally see a world where she goes on and wins. She's she's somewhere on my contenders list. I can't remember where. I don't think a top five, probably like six. But like again, she could win. Uh, yeah. and I, like I, I can't imagine she leaves anytime soon. No, no, I think she'll be pretty safe in the swap tribes. Oh yeah, like she's making the merge. I feel like she's probably not like the merge boot or oh, anything no. like that. Like like I feel like the edit inherited or gave a lot of credit to Stephanie for Jenna to pick up either as a big character or the winner. And next episode will clarify what that is. Uh, yeah, because I, I, like, there's no need to give her so much content being tied to Stephanie if that's not the case. I think if you're reading the season as Dominic's side wins and just Pagong's Chris and his lackeys, you see that Chris is related to Sebastian. Sebastian's related to Jenna. Like, she just might be one of those. But... True, true. Yeah, the best thing for her is if Dominic's side doesn't win. Yes. Or she's like the last Pagonged or something like that. But or yeah, if like... it is San Juan... Yeah, same one does her, like, it's Josh and that Chris and, yeah. and Dominic go, but neither of them is related to Jenna. Yeah, and I think that's she... totally possible, right? Like, yeah. I, I do think there is logically a path for her to the end, and I think if she gets there, I feel like she has that, mm, to be fair, that reading the face thing could be, like, people get to the jury and they're like, you glared at me all the time. <laughs> or it could be the way that it's shown positively is that she says that at the end and everyone's like, oh, I always thought, blah, here's yeah. my vote. I misread you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's hard to say either way. I think she's she got enough to stay on that pillar, I think. Yeah. And it's I, I, again, I would love if she wins because I feel like we were very consistent on the fact that she could win. Um, that's it. That's yeah. just fun. If uh, if it's one of those like pet, like when, when your pet theory works out, it's, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, I have nothing else to add for Jenna. Yeah, I, I think someone, she's awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Jenna, and I'm surprised you think she's awesome because I, I usually also... do not like these kind of players. <laughs> like, yeah, I generally prefer like I'm somebody who's a sucker for like the Chris, the like the super in your face goofy character more than the like under the radar quiet quirky character. But mm-hmm. Jenna is like like your hair smells like dead weasel being shown <laughs> as a positive moment for in a strategic like, for her strategic game. Hilarious. I love it. Yeah. And I also think she had a question at Tribal Council where she talked about how she came onto Survivor to be a better social player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of social content. Honestly, if you're going to make a Michelle Fitzgerald comparison, it's Jenna, I think. Like, just being shown strategically in the loop, doing things kind of, working on her social game, blah, blah, blah. I, I feel like Jenna has that Michelle Fitzgerald style where, like, really, she could be ignored very easily. Yeah. If she doesn't do anything memorable. Um, And I think it's really fitting that Kellen's next because online, a lot of people have been saying that she is the next Michelle Fitzgerald, which I still think is ludicrous That's, because she is yeah. so charismatic and so emotional and so, like, like, you can tell the cameras just love her. It's Kellen, and I, I really don't think she's anything like the show shield, especially the fact that she's not winning. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I have her, because so many people are backing her, and, like, there is this, like, constant content of some sort. Like, she is the very end. She's just above Bradley, who I have winning in some weird Wait, really? you have you have kellen just in the bradley tier well i have all the invisible people at yeah. the bottom and then bradley because there's like yeah there's a hilarious world yeah yeah where he yeah he reverses he is, his he own is. curse they, yeah. they just decided <laughs> to give him the kim spradlin but like awful <laughs> and then i have kellen who if you saw her like if you looked at an edict chart and saw Kellen's strip, you'd be like, oh, that's probably a good edit. But story-wise, it makes no sense. Yeah, no, we don't. still don't know why she's allied with Bradley. Like, without that, like, if she even had a confessional being like, I don't even like him, but 
who's a better shield than this dummy? Like, yeah. instantly she's a winner contender. The fact that she doesn't have that and is shown liking earnestly these people is bad. And also, not even liking them earnestly, like, just working with them devotedly without mm-hmm. even, like, like, we don't even know why she likes them. We don't even know why she doesn't want to work with the other ones. She only talks about that she likes the other, like, she likes the Malolo people. Like, like all her content is, I like them, it sucks, I have to vote them out. Like, and yeah. crying. Um, and I think something we learned from Allie is kind of small moments that uh, aren't super in your face can actually matter in the story. So, like, Allie not being able to save her friends over and over again ends up biting her in the butt. I feel like Kellen constantly being shown crying, wearing, like, Jeff calling her out for, yo, you can't, like, you could read any emotion off your face, Kellen. Uh-huh. Uh, in addition to Kellen's first confessional being about making a mistake, I feel like either she's gonna, something about her face or crying or emotions are gonna make her lose this game. Yeah, I think it's almost, like, amazing how, like, doomed her edit is for so doomed (laughs) like there's like unless she really gets like i reverse the curse of everything and (laughs) like unless she has the most obnoxious merge edit of all time she's not winning and i i really don't think it's likely at all um no no i just i don't know i don't get it I do. I am curious though, because the edit has devoted a lot into her, so she's obviously making it far. Um, yeah, she does something. We just... yeah, she does something huge. I think it's bad, but huge. And the edit so far is not showing what that huge thing is. Really, because we still don't know who she's like, who her allies are gonna be. Yeah, like we know she's Novidi strong, and that she wants to. It would be so epic to pukong all these Malolo, <laughs> but we don't know which Navidi they like, because Navidi's shown is fractured. That's another thing that's really bad for Kellen, is that Kellen is preaching how close Navidi is, and we're just being shown over and over again. Navidi is fractured. There's just all hell. Like, they do not get along at all. And she talked about how great they are. Terrible luck for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, is, like, I can't picture who she's working with in the merge. Like, who are, like... I, she's just working with the like cohort of invisibles. The reason, like, I think the reason, like, that that divorce theory actually makes a lot of sense to me that she is gonna flip on her alliance, um, maybe very badly, makes a lot of sense because why haven't we been shown her talking to people? Like, if she is gonna just work with Dominic, why not just have her talk to Dominic in the first episode? Yeah. I think it might be because she works with the Malolos, uh, and that's why she's been talking about how much she likes them. It makes sense to me. It's also possible she's just like the merch boot. I think maybe she gets on a try with like Bradley, and then maybe some like. Like, like Chris and maybe like a Jenna and like Kellen decides to flip on Bradley and that's the divorce line and it's very possible it's it's like neat which Survivor sometimes isn't all neatly tied up like that but I think it's a good yeah like I do think there's something like because she's clearly important and there's gonna be a huge moment I would not be surprised if they build whatever she does as the next like Eric Reichenbach giving up the immunity necklace moment like oh yeah I feel like they are frothing at the mouth for somebody to make just a greatest of all time mistake and i really think the top candidate by far is kellen yeah for sure and like jeff will just talk about it for hours about how it's the dumbest move ever and because they they want that in this season yep um other than that i don't know i don't really have much to add i think there's a chance she's like a losing finalist and that's like a dawn Mihan like wearing our emotions and people don't like when people vote them out and cry about it uh i don't think it's super likely though no no i don't really feel like that would, uh, to me that's her upside like the best she could possibly do in this game is getting the 100 grand second place prize yep so yeah i guess next up is michael what what michael. do you think about michael's edit um i had big problems last time like his last two episodes well three and four were very situational like i said he found the 
idol in three and he strategized briefly about it and played it in four and then i think this episode i don't know for me this I was think... a good episode for michael um personally i think he is my favorite probably on this season i think he might be the most capable player and mm. like just incredible all around but i do think there's so many kind of like red flags in his edit i wouldn't be surprised if he goes on and wins so like he is still there i think number four on my list but again yeah it's situational it's not quite perfect i feel like you could show him better but at the same time he keeps failing so maybe not yeah i think a lot of it goes back to like especially on a season that we now know is really tied to that strength theme with stephanie reiterating it this episode it's weird that he was shown in the wrong that first episode and he's still talking about physical strength like in this episode yeah. he pitches to bradley that i can win you challenges and when we know a swap's coming like it's not good for michael yeah and even I maybe think... beyond that i don't know who he's gonna work with in the merge either so like no. unless he builds some bonds maybe but... him and donathan have a good bond but it didn't seem like it. I think right now that is sort of the issue with both Jenna and Michael is that they've been tied to this underdog story for a while. Who are gone. That will definitely, if one of them is winning, we'll find out where they lie on their new swap tribe and mm -hmm. get those. Because it might just be like Navidis that they haven't met yet and they have no chance to develop that until literally next episode, so... But, like, do you think that they would show Michael being that committed to the Malolo 4 if he, hmm. like, if he was the winner? Like, to me, like, he talks a lot about how sad he is to see Jenna and, like, he, he really doesn't want Jenna or uh, Stephanie to leave, but he'll vote them if he has to. Which is good-ish, but, like, to me, I really feel like my gut would be Michael might be, like, Kelly Wentworth, like this character that we're loving and cheering and wanting yeah. to succeed, but narrowly doesn't. That would be my pick, is that he's the Rob Goddess Fallen Angel. Wait, like, 100% on All-Stars, like, the next All-Star season. And I would love that, because I think he's incredible as a player, character, everything. Like, he's really, really good. The fact that he, like, remembers to be like, oh, yeah, I started watching when I was 13, when in Confessional, we know that he actually started watching when he was 8. He adds, like, for his age, like, all that stuff is so clever. Hmm. Uh, I, th I think the show loves him like i think they want to show him as much as they can but he's just not been very relevant oh well he's been pretty like visible well yeah like he's been visible but you know like when he's not he falls down not super much actually to be honest like i, I guess like i don't know like he is one of those weird ones where he could go on and win. He does articulate so much about his future. But I do think we're also kind of getting that he, he's going to not quite succeed. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed if he won. I would like, love it. That's, in my opinion, the best case for this season. Eh, I could still really appreciate a Jenna win. Oh, Jenna would be dope. Maybe Jenna number one, Michael number two, uh, Chris number three. Chris number one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I've really fallen off the Michael wagon at this point. Yeah, at this point, I really think he's a decoy who's making it really far. Or if he's not making it really far, he's going to be a, like, leave in a spectacular fashion. Like, uh, like he's going to be like the Three Amigos Caramoan, like, goes out swinging super hard. Because we get so much about how he's willing to make yeah. big moves. And he's more than an 18-year-old. Like, I really think his biggest moment has not yet happened yet. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because, like, if he is, he's not going pre-merge. And I don't see him as a merge boot when nope. there's this dichotomy. So he'll probably fall on the side of Dominic, I think. Mm -hmm. And, like, just be this, like, member of that who looks really good and looks like that Kelly Wentworth and then yeah falls short because yeah, like this, you like, can't 
there's an emptiness there where granted he does get to talk like he does get the million dollar quote he does get like all these traditional good things for a winner but something's still not quite right i like i wish i could articulate what it is but it's i think him not being able to narrate finding the idol is still like one of those giant red marks especially now that yeah especially now that stephanie's gone stephanie's gone like and brendan's gone and then your other person is jenna yeah and and even like Brendan gets to talk about bringing the idol to Stephanie and Jenna. Like, so much, like, things that could be attributed to him easily are not being attributed to him. Yeah. Which is not a good look. So, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? Otherwise, move on to Spash. I was going to say the next, the last person you thought something wasn't quite right was Stephanie. And look where we are now. Yep. Yep. Oh, Stephanie Johnson. We miss you. We miss you. Uh, And before we talk about Stephanie, we got to talk about Sebastian. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, speaking, well, I've been, like, all over the place on Sebastian. I've been like, this makes sense. And then I can't really articulate the reason why, but this episode was just like, no, this isn't. He's goofy character. He's not winner. He's a goofy character. Like, he did that weird thing where he, like, licked on his arm and... Yeah, no, Fabio wasn't this <laughs> yeah. wild. Like, he still theoretically could win, but I just feel like there's so many characters who could win more than him to the point... I've eliminated him. Uh, I still see it, but, like, it, it's real tangential and it's going to need to pick up. If he won, way. he wouldn't have, I don't think, been shown as getting played by Jenna. Like, I think that's what this episode was telling us, was that Jenna played him. Yeah, and the preview from last episode sort of presented it as him oh, maybe her. he'll yeah. he'll realize that he is on the bottom and, and nope. if he doesn't actually do anything he'll maneuver into a place where he can do something about it later but none of that it was all like jenna yeah. talking about saving herself and that involves sebastian yeah like it yeah. was so much more like parvati or andrea ch- flirting their way into tricking the dummy than it was someone being aware of it like it was just not a good look at all for him this episode like i think it really just plummeted as any chance he had yeah i think he'll probably be there for a while though like he does have the long story i i bet he probably swaps with chris or jenna like i feel like he's with one of those two but yeah we know he has stuff with both of those so i mean he might make it to merge and just fall into like that angela or jenna role yeah like we know the best thing for him is that we know he's with Chris. So yeah. that gives him probably to the merge because I feel like Chris is making it to the merge. Oh, yeah. I d- they'll reunite. There, I don't see a world where he's a, oh, yeah, like a, he's a pre-merge boot. Easy lock. It's just like, when does he actually leave? Yeah. No idea. <laughs> probably not finale night, though, I don't think. Oh, no. Uh, and yeah, other than that, like, move on to Stephanie. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm just so eager to eulogize this <sighs> wonderful character. Great character. Absolutely incredible. I wish yeah. he was the winner. I um, guess the, the question we have is, so, I mean, if we didn't know it already, this is an obvious trend of the shock boot, the alleys, the Michaela's. Like, what do we think about this? Like, I guess the question is, like, is this a new development? Um, Like, all the time and, like, like Dina leaves really way earlier than you would expect in Amazon and Xi'an and, uh... That's Thailand, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thailand, Thailand. sorry. Um, like, I, I've, I, it, it isn't a super new development, but it's become, like, a, a walk to happen now. Like, it will happen. Yeah. Almost 100%. Somebody's gonna, like, there's always gonna be somebody who, like, doesn't quite feel right. Ali is probably the best example. I do think Stephanie's a little bit different because she didn't have those, like, ridiculous red flags that, like, I don't know. Yeah. 
I think Stephanie's is the most interesting because she really didn't make any mistakes. She, in all her situations, was playing the best she could have. And Yeah. This will get a lot of comparison to Allie, but I think it's so much closer to Malcolm from Game Changers, where the show just presents it as there was nothing he could do. Yeah. And based on that twist, there probably was nothing he could do. But... Yeah, and I think in this one, like, during her Ghost Island segment, she talks a lot about how I don't want to be away from the beach while we're in the minority. And then at Tribal, they talk about how one line can affect everything. And if she's not there, so, yeah. No, and, like, I feel like Stephanie is somebody who I I would feel like is a lock to come back. Oh, Um, for sure. For any second chance this season. Yeah, any second chance season, at least to be on the ballot and probably get voted in. Oh, if she got on the, if there was a ballot... Which I I would rather there wasn't a ballot. They're building up enough like of a backlog with like your Stephanies and your Allies and people like that. That yeah, absolutely, I agree. I don't want someone like Stephanie getting forgotten. No, I agree. And like again, like, I feel like she's a lock to come back. I feel like she's a lock to do very well when she comes back. Oh yeah. Um, but then I guess the question is, what does her getting so much content in this season say about the sh- like the story moving forward? Yeah, I'm the one thing she brought back was the different types of strength. Yep, and I think was, that is crucial to the story. Like the moment I heard it, I was like, oh, there it is. That's the thing we need to focus on. Yes, that is her and, thesis. I think coming out of this season, and it's I think especially good for Donathan, who she explicitly mentions in the premiere under yeah. that guise. Like like she describes Donathan as being stronger than he seems, and like being able to overcome. Really, his growth edit comes from Stephanie. Stephanie molds him seemingly into being a good player, and then from then on, he's a good player. Yeah, and we don't have anyone really attached to that different kinds of strength thing yet. Uh, yeah, other than Donovan, really. Maybe Laurel, but that's really... Yeah, like, that's a <laughs> different kind of different kinds of strength. But Yeah, I think that Stephanie Donovan is more connected like you can get oh thinking through stephanie's story she was the one who saved donathan whereas laurel she's talked about different kinds of strengths but like there's been no relation between stephanie and laurel yeah and in addition like i think she does a lot to establish this malolo is the good people yeah narrative which i do think is going to continue to be important um i still would not be surprised if an og malola wins uh and most likely donathan because again she even like she endorses him that i guess that's something why i could see people really latching onto michael as a winner pick as him inheriting that edit but same with jenna like i feel like all of them really benefit from her leaving not actually in the game but in the edit yeah because yeah that's a lot that's screen time that is now totally up in the air Mm -hmm. like they chose not to develop all kinds of characters in service of their fifth boot and that means that either she's the best television ever and they could not tell the show without it or she had something important to say about the story moving forward it's both to be honest it it couldn't even be one or the other It, it means it's both yeah because she was essentially a five almost every single episode right Uh, pretty close yeah i mean with the combined one and two you definitely had stephanie for most of it yeah like at at the very least she's in your face a bunch she is probably like one of the biggest characters of the season so far and probably like i would not be surprised if she ends up with like more confessionals than a decent amount of people moving forward yeah um like she's gonna be that one that like like in the game in the game changers finale everyone's like tony still has more confessionals than troy zam yeah it's like stephanie more than libby yeah exactly um i'm trying to think like yeah i think even at the reunion you're gonna go back to like stephanie and be like i mean i don't know how you really present it but 
talking about her kids and yes. how great the experience was for her and stuff. And, this is yeah. something I just thought about now. might not be a good point. Um, Stephanie gets a lot of content about flirting and the power it has to manipulate men kind of into getting, like, information from them. Mm-hmm. Is that good for Jenna? Um, I think that's sort of, like, maybe... That's too much, too loose? Sort of like how the different strengths applies to Laurel. True, true, I, true, true. I get that they're related, but they never, like... Flirt. Well, maybe they did when they were booting Jacob, but they never really talked about it together, and, like, I don't know if Jenna will be like, oh, Stephanie did this, and... True, I mean... I guess more the idea... Yeah, you're right. It's the different kind of strengths thing. But, like, I don't know. I, I kind of, like, deep in my mind, I still kind of feel like we're getting a female winner, even though, like, like it doesn't look <laughs> like... Like, the winners on the board doesn't seem like it. Um, yeah, it's literally Laurel or Jenna. <laughs> yeah, it's Laurel like, or Jenna, and none of the other ones have any chance. And even them, like, I don't think they're in the top five for either. But, yeah, like, I feel like there's so many things that, like... Like, I guarantee when the season's over, we're going to go back and we're going to be like, I can't believe we missed this thing that Jenna was, or Stephanie's at a... Was telling us about the season yeah because like they devoted so much time to her so much focus so much positivity and she in my opinion she was over the top positive positive in this episode just like yeah. this swan song to this character who like it was almost like sandra diaz twine and game changers but her first season yeah level. like it was a I swan song to a character that they love and it's like this is her first season like wild yeah yeah and i think if Jeff sort of does this thing every season now where with HHH he was like, oh, this season was all about keeping secrets and no one could do this but Ben. I think whatever the mantra is for this season, Stephanie somehow factors into it. Yes. Which is weird to think what because she did a lot of things well but i can't like pinpoint how that affects the winner eight nine episodes from now i think the biggest thing are super fan like her she talked a lot about being a super fan and how that will help her so i yeah. do think that bodes very well for a donathan and a uh who am i missing donathan and uh michael right like i think yeah. it's really good for both of them um i think Probably a big thing that we are, are like gonna continue to come back to is this Malolo is the best tribe of all time. I I think it's extreme. Like I think that's what puts Donathan so far above anybody else for me is that he gets he's getting so much from Stephanie thematically without it being super in your face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It, it makes me so sad that she's gone. But uh, definitely, <laughs> she's so it, good. Yeah, it really like I don't know. You almost don't want to do this if you're like making a season because like. Yeah, I wonder how many casuals less... stopped yeah. watching. Well, or have, like sworn to stop watching. Yeah. Cuz really I know like was... when I was a little kid, I remember Ozzy getting voted out and throwing a big temper tantrum and being like, "I'm never watching this show again." Yeah. It's maybe, like, not you won't stop watching. Like, if you're there, you'll watch it. But it's gone from, like, oh, I really have to see how Stephanie does to, like, oh, I guess if I miss this one, it's okay. Yes. Yes. And then, again, like, maybe that's, like, I think the number one things to watch out for are how people address her being gone next episode. Because I I bet she's going to get name dropped. Oh, yeah. I hope she does, especially if Jenna's going to win. Like, mm-hmm. if Jenna's going to win, I think it's going to be almost absurdly clear next episode. Uh, yeah. Like, they're really going to have to basically be like, Jenna's the winner. <laughs> like, <laughs> if she's going to win next episode, I think. Yeah. So it's make or break for Jenna. Yeah. And I mean, like, the only other real stories forming are still this, like, one bad decision thing. I think mostly tied around Kellen. 
Yep, that's really uh, getting to... Yeah, like, I feel like that's not the winner story. I wonder if... It could be maybe, Dominic's winner story. I'm trying to think, like, maybe... Because huh, she didn't take that advantage. Maybe, like, that was in some ways a bad decision, and somewhere along the line, if she makes it to the finale or something, they'll be like, and this is the advantage Kellen didn't take. And... Don't you think that it would have, like... I feel like if it if that was what it was, it would be, like... It would have been more questioning in that episode. Like, I feel like it clearly was, like, I made the right choice. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been more like, I don't know if I made the right choice. We'll never know. One bad, like, I feel like it set up a future one. Like, I feel like it's going to be pretty in your face. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, like, what are Christmas some... Christmas is dumb. Still a thing. Yeah, like the... Will be a thing. And that's the relationship story, right? Like, it's... We've talked about that a lot. It's... I feel like every character almost who's making the merge has articulated somebody on one of the sides that they'll be connected to yes unless they haven't met them unless like they haven't jenna met and them. michael well jenna sebastian oh that's true michael but yeah I don't michael know. michael bradley michael. but bradley will leave so not bradley kellen i don't know michael yeah, is probably... kellen's so weird because we don't know yeah michael anything. is the question mark i guess yeah um you know and yeah it continues to just be like domin donathan choosing between his heart and his head choosing like from now on i'm picking up but i'm making my decision about donathan not anybody else i feel like that's gonna be a story uh but yeah other than that like i feel like stephanie's had is gonna like again i think we're gonna come back to something big that we're missing with stephanie in a future week um, yeah but yeah I, I feel like on face value it's best for jenna michael donathan yep and in the preview we even got like the battle lines are drawn and they showed chris and dominic which is obvious but then like the targets are clear which was jenna and michael mm-hmm. so i think that sort of preview stuff looks good for jenna where it's just like she matters something's gonna happen to her so and are we both on the same page that bradley is probably getting the boot next um if i mean it's either this week or the next yeah tribe doesn't go it's just that yeah i think he's gone the next time he goes to tribal it's just when that is i wouldn't be surprised if we see him like somehow it's a three malolo to two uh navidi or something or even one navidi maybe maybe four to one or something because i'm expecting Mm -hmm. i'm expecting it to be five 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 um and then throw a challenge to get rid of Bradley because he's so awful. Like, I would not be surprised if we get... Do you a... mean, like, old Malolo? Or yeah, like... sorry, old Malolo is in a majority over... Because I feel like we're still on those lines. Hmm. And I would not be surprised if Bradley is in the minority on a tribe and gets... So, someone throws a challenge to get rid of him. That seems like it makes a lot of sense. Because there's been so much, like, I would write his name five down five times if I could. It's such a disgrace <laughs> to go home before Bradley. Like, I could see that just continuing and then being like, we cannot deal with this guy. I don't know. I'm really on that, like, Kellen storyline where he where she flips on Bradley. That's also possible. And, and In which case, it could too. be three, two, and she flips to save her own butt or something. Yeah, or even still, like, new Malolo... Four, and like so there's this obvious boot of someone from oh Navidi, yeah, yeah that's definitely possible but like jenna's one of those malolos so she's obviously flipping and then kellen does it yep that's i don't know possible. these are our fun fan fiction <laughs> totally fan find, fiction. Them, <laughs> find them at fanfiction.net uh yeah so uh like other than that do we have anything else to add uh, no. I'm excited for what the swap will bring. I think so, I too. Think I think it's going to be a huge episode. We're not really speculating on whether it's two or three, because apparently someone confirmed to us that there is a third tribe buff, so... 
Yeah, which sucks. But also, I mean, like, are they really going to do 771? I don't think so. Well, if you're going to Ghost Island. True. I mean, granted, I don't know. Like, I I was fairly confident that it was going to be 333666. Um, and it was 99, and I was, like, super happy. Maybe they're just going to do two again. Uh, Maybe. The third buff could easily be the merge buff i think yeah for sure um but yeah no like we are pretty much on similar boat with the winner contenders and we talked about them like donathan and wendell uh there's some characters who just don't have a chance and there's some that do and it's just the way the season's been edited they're not gonna like not show the winner in like four episodes yep so yeah that's our show um uh yeah we have our website, thewinnersedit.wordpress.com. There's a contact form there if you want to email us. Otherwise, you can email us directly at thewinneredit, no S, at gmail.com. Um, we're on all major podcast places, your iTunes, your Google Plays. Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. Other platforms. Um, but I guess the important one for podcasts is iTunes, so leave a review there. Um, are we uh, dro- dropping episodes on Sundays now? Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll, we're going to aim for Sundays. We'll aim for Sundays. And I think we for like, I know I've forgotten to say just, like, thank you for listening. Like, yeah, thank you so much. It's so cool that, like, every time we drop this, there's, like, people listening, and that's, like... You know, we're, we get, uh, like, there's actually people listening, and that's surprising. I, I figured it would be a grind getting people to listen, and, like, people are actually listening, and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, again, follow me at Danny Kills Bees. Uh, I'm sometimes entertaining on Twitter, often not, <laughs> so I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, like, retweet someone with just an emoji, so that's what you can expect from me on Twitter. I'm jchapman9000, uh, but I didn't. I realized I had restraint. I had restraint. <laughs> I I didn't play the game, and one bad decision won't Did not ruin your Twitter account. <laughs> yeah. Um, in our show notes, you'll find our edgic charts if you're into that. Um, Dan has his wonderful confessionals drive if you want to remember Chris's wonderful rap. Really in-depth. I really was dreading getting to that moment where Chris raps, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to remember all the lines. And it was like three lines. I was like... Oh. <laughs> it's much less impressive than I remember being yeah. on the show. Yep. Like, I, it might not even constitute as a rap, to be honest. No, it was kind of like, I don't even know. It was three lines that kind of rhyme. Three words almost. Like, it was like eight words. Like, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for watching. Uh, peace yeah. out. Watch, listening. Yeah, listening. We yeah. know what we're doing. Professionals. See you next week. <laughs>